welcome to NovPod, a beginner's guide to anaesthetics, brought to you by Anesthesia on Air in association with the Royal College of Anaesthetists. I'm one of your co-hosts, Owen Dore. I'm a Thames Valley anaesthetics registrar, and with me, I have my co-host. Yep, I'm Duncan Kemp, and I am an anaesthetic registrar in North Central London. Co-host and friend, and Duncan, what are we on a mission to do? We are on a mission to help our novice colleagues. We are. So we have created a series of 15 episodes that is designed to talk you through everything from your first day to some bits about induction, maintenance and emergence, and then thinking about some things after the IAC and well-being. So a real holistic approach to the novice period. Whilst we would like to say that we are brought in association with the Royal College, any opinions that we have on anaesthetics and how we deliver them is mine and Duncan's opinion. If there is a specific fact or research paper, we will mention that so that you're not saying, oh, well, Owen, the Royal College say it. Actually, it's, oh, Owen and Duncan are friendly registrars because this is meant to be near peer, coffee room level conversation. We record up on the eighth floor, so you occasionally might hear the odd siren or police car. Unfortunately, we can't do much about that, so we do apologise for that. This is also meant to run in parallel with the Novice Guide, which we will link on to. We are aiming for this to not be a lecture. We're aiming for this to be coffee room level conversation that gives you some foundations of anaesthetics and the jump off points that might make you go and do some further reading or might just give you a better understanding and reduce your anxiety on the first day, week, maybe even month. As much as our job is putting people to sleep, we don't want to put you to sleep as the listener during these podcasts. Exactly, and we apologise for the level of humour between me and Duncan. We are trained anaesthetists, not trained comedians. But before we get started, Duncan, I think you've got a message to our listeners or to our viewers on YouTube. Hello. First of all, I want to say to those who've just joined in anaesthetic training whether it's core training or ACCS congratulations well done you've picked a great specialty to become a part of you've probably fought tooth and nail to get uh, yourself a training number very rewarding career and where you're going to have a great time it's not without its challenges but you've got your peers and hopefully part of this podcast to help get you through some of those challenges to those joining from other specialties such as ED or intensive care training welcome to the community we hope you enjoy your time with us such a great time that, that you, you end up giving up your numbers and, and then full time. we'll let you make that decision over the next six months we won't say which is the right or the wrong decision but, but it's pretty heavily implied I guess that brings us on to why should a novice listen to our podcast what would they gain from it the reason we came up with this podcast is I think we had a discussion a while ago about our own novice periods and about how it's very much first day of school vibes. It's a whole new world. It can be quite intimidating. And we wanted to bring something that would help alleviate a bit of that anxiety, help prepare people a little bit more for their first days, weeks, months of anaesthesia, and also be a bit of a resource and a jump off point whether they want to look further into anything before they start and whilst they start anaesthetics. Exactly. We don't want this to be a lecture-based format where you're having to copy down different structures of drugs that you'll be using, as that will not be incredibly interesting for you. We want this to be sort of a foundation of some of the principles that you'll be coming across in your anaesthetics training. So you can hit that first time period that Duncan was 
Dunction? Dunction. Induction. I'm getting Duncan and Induction uh, mixed up. Well, both will put you to sleep. (laughs) That Duncan was mentioning there to help you to hit the ground running, so to speak, when you start off. I think sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I have to to, squint my eyes and think, why are you doing this? So why are we doing this, Duncan? Well, we had this discussion a while ago about our own novice periods and it would have been great at that time to have a friendly near-peer voice talking us through what to expect on our first time coming into anaesthesia. They're just allowing us to flatten that learning curve a little bit and know where we can go for extra resources to look up things to help make the most out of the novice period that we could. Exactly. We're aiming for this to be a near-peer discussion. Me and Duncan went through our novice periods not so long ago. We know what the first day was like and we had those regs and SHOs who were a bit like mentors, took us off to the side or put an arm around us and helped us along with our journey. So we'd like to pay it forward and do that for you, but via the media of podcasts. Why anaesthetics? Duncan, why did you choose anaesthetics as a career? Good question, Owen. Many answers to that. I'm doing anaesthetics because I think you work with the most highly skilled people in the hospital all to achieve a similar goal. You end up upskilling a lot with your colleagues. They teach you things, you teach them things, and everyone comes away at the end of the day thinking that was a bloody good day of work, and you come back ready and raring to go for the next day. The other thing is something I was expecting less when I joined anaesthetics was the amount of thank yous you get, not only from patients, from relatives, but from your colleagues as well. I think that makes it really rewarding and actually it's nice to feel appreciated on your job. Lovely. What about you, Owen? The thing that I like about anaesthetics and appreciate is the variety that you will come across. You can go from anaesthetizing a five-year-old to a 90-year-old for a hip fracture to having to deal with a fairly stressful situation with our obstetric colleagues. And in order to do that, you need plans A, B, C, and D, and you need to know what you're doing pretty quickly. That requires, as is part of the anaesthetic training in your your workout in the novice period, a variety of different skills that you can pull out. Enough about our CVs. I think we'll go back onto the novice, as that is the title of this podcast. Mm Duncan, what is a novice period? A novice period is a three to six month period normally in which you are effectively an apprentice in anaesthesia. So you'll be heavily supervised by an anaesthetist more senior than yourself whenever there is anaesthetic being delivered to a patient and you'll eventually build up independent practice in order to achieve your initial assessment of competencies, so your IAC, within that three to six month period. Because essentially it's that you are supernumerary with patients mm. whilst you are learning the cornerstones of anaesthetics, you go in to build up that skill set. So how the drugs work and when to give them with what doses, the pharmacology side, physiology, how can you adapt a patient's parameters to get them through surgery or maybe the equipment and monitoring, when to use it, what to use, and then the situational factors and how to deal with emergencies. And you combine all that to you being able to deliver a safe anaesthetic care for an ASA one or two patient and also knowing when to ask for help. And that will help you do various assessments and stuff that will build up to IAC certificate 
that we will go on to in another episode where we have a, a guest star who will appear in it. Hopefully that's a bit more about the IAC. What would you say are the best things about the novice period, the positives? So I think for me, the learning that's involved was some of the best that I've done, including medical school. You are learning a set of skills that can take someone from being awake to asleep and you controlling their physiology and that is a skill that I thought I was regardless of where I ended up with my career that that would be transferable and there were so many different parts of that that I could then take. It also felt like I wasn't just learning something for the sake of doing it for that job, I was learning it because I was going to be doing it for the rest of my career. That put the importance into it for me. The other thing is that you are one-to-one, more often than not with a consultant. How often do you get that in the field of medicine? You don't really. That's why some of our colleagues, in, especially in medicine, are really jealous of us, is that we get a fountain of knowledge. How many other specialties can say that? We have got a very unique way of teaching and it enables you to get up that learning curve by having someone help you up there as well. I think that feeds into anaesthetics being usually first name basis with your consultants and it's a friendly environment where people want to hear about who you are and how your day's going. They want to make sure that they're helping you out on your journey of anaesthetics. I think those are the, the main positives I would come back. So the fact that you've got this incredible learning of a set of skills that are very transferable, regardless if you're joining us from ED or intensive care, it will give you confidence in how you approach your patients in your different specialties. And then you've also got the incredible learning that's undertaken with a mentor of the consultant role. Those are my positives. Duncan, what would you say some of the challenges that are friends of the Novpod might encounter during their novice period. In a way, one of the positives you described, just to be the bad cop to your good cop, being one-on-one with a consultant all of a sudden can be quite intimidating, particularly those that have come from specialties where you're quite independent, you don't have that much supervision, you're left to your own devices. The key thing is with this is you're there to learn, they're there to teach you. So actually the challenge, as you've said, it almost becomes a positive thing, but it can be quite daunting. The other challenges are you are entering the brand new school almost. First day of school, there's a hell of a lot to learn. It's a new department, new people, new names, new faces, new drugs, new equipment. It can be very much a sensory and cognitive overload. It's very important to be aware of that going in and knowing that you can't know everything, knowing that you will have to learn how to use things and how to deal with certain situations and making sure that you can decompress at the end of the day in order to come back fresh the next day. Because you will almost certainly fall asleep on the bus or train or tube home on those first few days because you're not only you've probably huffed a lot of the anaesthetic gas you're supposed to be delivering to the patient, but also because it's just a mentally tiring period. If we were to speak to ourselves back about some of those challenges and have a reflection on our novice period, what is something you'd want to say to yourself in the past as a novice? The biggest lesson I would try to tell myself as a novice is 
try not to be a passive learner, try and be a more active learner. I went through several weeks of going with the flow, trying to absorb everything and take in all this knowledge and teaching without necessarily processing it and making my own plans. So when eventually a consultant said, okay, what's your plan for these patients on our list today? And I suddenly, my brain hit the brakes and I went, oh, well, what would your plan be? And they said, no, 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 we're doing your plan today. So it's important from the get-go and hopefully this podcast will help you a little bit with this listener, is trying to absorb that learning, turning it into an active thing so you can apply it later that day, the next day, the next week, in order to flatten the learning curve a little bit uh, and equip you with the skills to fly through your novice period. Nice. I think that also leads a bit onto mine, which is if you sit back and don't question things because you think you should know them or for fear that you might look that you're lacking knowledge to the consultant. Actually, that's what they expect. They've been through a novice period as well. They train novices day in, day out, and they're expecting you to come forward and let them know which bits of information you want to hear about. So if you haven't used a particular type of drug before, you can ask them how to do that and what dose. If you haven't used a particular type of equipment, you see the consultant using it, you can ask them why. Or if there's something particular about their technique, you can go back and ask them about that. And I think that was something I wish I'd said to myself was, you're not expected to know all this. Don't sit in the corner and wonder why it's happening. Go and ask. And if necessary, you can then go and think about reading up later. But they're there to teach you. And so don't feel afraid to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I don't understand this. Do you mind going through it with me? Just before we go into our outro, we're going to have some memories and top tips from some of our consultants' colleagues about their novice period. Memories of a novice. Being absolutely knackered because of all the sevaflurane that I was inhaling and falling asleep on the sofa every night for three months, thinking it was normal to go into laryngospasm when you were having a bum abscess done because I saw three of those in a week on C-Pod. And also the fact that everyone does things slightly differently. That can be annoying, but you soon realise people do it differently for a reason. That's because it works well in their, their hands. When I first started anaesthetics, a consultant said to me that starting anaesthetics is like a wave. When you first start, it's pretty choppy waters. Lots of peaks and troughs and the extremes are wide apart and the waves are pretty close together. So you feel like you are always bouncing around. It can be emotionally and physically quite exhausting. As you progress, you will still have these good and bad days, but the extremes won't hopefully seem as bad and they'll be a bit further apart. It's also to remember that even your consultants will be dealing with good and bad days, but what influences them will be likely very different than what influences your days. And they'll even be less extreme at that stage of your career and the waves will be even further apart. I promise you that things will get better. You have so much support available. Top tips for a novice, talking to your peers and realizing that you're all in it together. It's very different to anything you've ever done when you do your first three months of anaesthetics. And it's so useful to lean in on people who've recently done it. So using a peer-to-peer mentor group and just having a novice WhatsApp group so you can talk to each other and see how your day's gone and, and what's normal, what someone likes and what someone someone else doesn't like. Making sure you check in on each other. That would be my top tips. Doing a very 
I think it's also fair to say that no one got, no one was born good at cannulas, no one was born good at tubes. It, people have just done lots of them. Don't beat yourself up. Your supervisors have done this tens of thousands of times, which is why they look a lot slicker. Uh, you will get there. You just have to do lots of them. Remember to be kind to yourselves and understand that everyone progresses at different rates. It's not a race and no one should ever make you feel like it is. Mostly, I just want to say enjoy yourselves, make the most of this time and welcome to the best specialty ever. What have we got in store for our listeners over this series of podcasts, Duncan? Apart from the chemistry between the two of us. Oh, don't tell my wife, eh? Our aim for this series was to break down the typical day as a novice, going through everything from pre-op assessment of the patient, preparing your theatre, induction and airway management, maintenance, then also emergence, landing the patient in recovery, and then going on a little bit further, talking about some anaesthetic emergencies, some common drugs, and hopefully trying to keep that interesting, not just like a lecture. Then going on to how to deal with on-calls, talking about the curriculum with a very special guest star who we'll reveal later, and then going on to life after the IAC and looking forward to the rest of your anaesthetic career. And then also we wanted to touch on well-being as well. as a very important part of anaesthetic culture that's definitely grown in the last few years and is also essential to you making sure you have your full career of anaesthesia and don't burn out. In that, we will also have some guest speakers who have kindly donated their time in exchange for flat whites and pastries to provide some different voices in case you get bored of listening to me and Duncan. Well, if you were to give like one or two takeaways or two tips for your novice period, Duncan, what would you say to our listeners and viewers? Yeah, so at this point, we're giving you broad brushstrokes of what we're going to tell you and what we're going to go through thinking about prior to starting your novice period, making sure that you have registered with the Royal College of Anaesthetists, you've prepped your portfolio or gained access to lifelong learning. If you're a trainee from a different specialty, then make sure you know what your sign-off plan will be and how the IIC will be done for you. And then going on to making sure you know where you're going to go and turn up to in your first couple of days. Very important. I would say for my tips or tricks, do talk to your peers. Do talk to your seniors and just try and get a couple of friendly faces that you can have a bit of a debrief about how your day's gone and exchange information with how they're doing and how they would do things differently. And I think that helps you have a group learning environment with it. Absolutely. So in summary, we've gone over who we are and why we're talking to you. We've kind of gone over a little bit of the structure of a novice period with some reflections on what we might have done differently. We've described our episodes and we've described some tips. I think uh, one of the things we mentioned that I'd like to get across is that novice period is a very tiring time where you are in a environment that's new, which is fairly stressful, and you need to make sure that you're looking after yourself. Wellbeing for me is optimising your performance, your energy and your mental wellbeing. And so how you do that will change for people so whether or not you give yourself a bit of time at the end of the day or whether or not you continue your hobbies I continued mine throughout my novice period and enabled me for an era of relaxation how you do that will be different for people but it's important that you do do it so thanks for listening we hope you've enjoyed this episode I would like to just point you to 
the document that we're running in parallel with, which is the Novice Guide, which is launched on the RCOA website. We will put a link into the bio of this. Please check it out. A lot of love and care has gone into it, along with some of the jump-off points and links. If you think there's anything else that you'd want in it, why not let us know?